0: Welcome to Girl About The Globe, a podcast for you as a solo female traveller. Empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. Welcome to A Dose of Inspiration for the Solo Traveller. Today we are talking about Malta and I'm joined by Dee Matthews who's originally from England and has travelled and lived in Malta and goes over 14 months. Hi Dee, thank you for joining me today. Hello, it's a pleasure. So before we start talking about Malta and Gozo, can you just tell us a little bit about your background?
1: I'm from the UK, from England. I worked in UK casinos for many, many years, over 30 years. And I've travelled quite a lot, but mainly in Europe, into the States twice, Morocco once, um, and that's it. The rest of my travel has been in Europe. I've got a few Maltese friends who live in the UK but I've you know, I've been friends with those for years and years, but strangely I'd never been over to Malta until I just went a few years ago. I absolutely loved it. At that point then I considered moving there. But wow. obviously I because I always kind of wanted to live abroad by the sea and, you know,
0: the warm mm.
1: climate and all that sort of thing. Um but I wasn't ready to move straight away because of work commitments and money and things like that. So I continued with the travelling and I went quite a lot back to Ulta and the little island Gozo in various times of the year, winter, you know, spring, all the seasons, just to check out was it the place that I wanted to be. And it was. So in in summary, I went a couple of times with my ex, uh, then a few times by myself, then I moved over there by myself, met someone over there, Mm -hmm. but I came back alone. (laughs) So
0: what was it about Gozo then? Was it just a feeling that you got when you were there of just, yes, this is the place um, I want to be?
1: um, Amongst other things, yes. It's it's a lot quieter than Malta. I mean, there are quiet areas of Malta, the main island, but Gozo is pretty much quiet all over. Yeah, it's a definite feeling. If you stand in the middle of Gozo in the citadel, you can see the sea from every direction. It's a very, very small island. It's that feeling of, of being just a little dot you know in the mediterranean
0: yeah
1: um, being able to see the sea but it's a very modern island in a lot of respects. you know they've got every sort of modern thing that you would expect but they've got a lot of history as well so it's that mix of stuff obviously they speak english as well as maltese so that helped um so yeah it was a lot of different reasons but it was a definite feeling as well feeling of, of sort of loving it right from the start
0: Do you think that's part of the the country's attraction for women travelling solo, is the historic aspect of it and also the fact that they speak English?
1: I would say so, yes. It's a very easy country to get to and to immerse yourself in straight away, whether you like hotels and pools and beaches and sun or historical stuff. I mean, there's a lot of Maltese history dating centuries, like millennium ago, they like to celebrate that history. Um, there's lots of various places you can go to, you know, museums, historical centers, and also Malta experience places where you go and you watch a 3D film and you have air and water blasted at you as part of this experience. Um, so just to tell you all the history, the Knights of Malta played a big part. Valletta was built by one of the Knights of Malta, Jean de Valletta. Yeah, it it has a lot of history, and and that was a big draw for me going there for that.
0: It's also very beautiful, isn't it? Because I, I remember when I went, I think I went about four years ago. Most of the buildings were a similar colour, weren't they? weren't they all made from yeah. the Is it the sandstone that's yeah. on the island, or limestone? Yeah, limestone. limestone. Yes, um, there's
1: a, there's a lot of quarries there still, you know, operating, and you can go and look into these vast quarries on the small island of Gozo. They're just huge. And they produce these limestone blocks and they build all their houses from it. A lot of these houses are centuries old.
0: D- did you meet many other people when you were there? Did you meet any other women that had even moved there by themselves or were travelling there?
1: Uh, yes, yes. I didn't meet many visitors, tourists. I would think that they may spend most of their time on Malta itself. There, w- there was a couple that I met uh, on the way o- over on from Malta to, to Gozo on the Ferret. But in general, no, I didn't really meet that many tourists, but I did meet a lot of single people who lived there, who'd been living there for a fair few years.
0: So Gozo is actually one of the islands, isn't it? You have to take a boat, don't you? Is it about half an hour from Malta or a little bit less? Uh,
1: Yeah, it's about, yeah, just less than half an hour, um, unless it's stormy and then it goes the long round. And in between Malta and Gozo is another island called Camino. Uh, No one really lives on that island. Um, There was a hotel there, but I think it's closed down now. Maybe for refurbishment, not quite sure. But, so that's the really, really small island. And, how... and there's another very, very, very tiny island, Filfla. But no, it's
0: not. Can you visit that one?
1: I'm not sure. I don't think you can. I think maybe private charter a boat or something, we might be able to. But um, there's no normal passenger stuff there.
0: Because Gozo is such a beautiful island, isn't it? I, when I went there, I did a day trip across to Gozo and then just got the same the boat back. how how long would you suggest that people um, could spend in gozo there's
1: this there's this thing that goes around saying you can do gozo in half a day well i don't agree with that Mm. i think you need at least three days okay i'd like to say if you can make it longer make it longer
0: i think also if you really love diving gozo is meant to be really good for diving sites isn't it
1: Yes, Malta and Gozo are very, very good for diving. But yeah, it's excellent for that kind of thing. So if you're into that, definitely it's worth a visit.
0: What are your favourite places in Malta and Gozo?
1: The capital, Victoria, has a place called the Citadel. It's this massive fortified edifice in the middle of the island. You can see it for miles around. They light it up at night from the outside. It's just so inspiring. Apparently years and years and years ago when, Gozo was invaded by various other nationalities. The whole population of Gozo was ordered to spend overnight in the citadel every night in the invading season to keep them safe. It's, it's fantastic. It's got museums. It's got a cathedral in there. Uh, or you can just walk around. It's got a couple of cafes, some shops, some underground grain storage. So you can go exploring them. And they used it for um, shelters in the war as well. The beaches are lovely. some of them are really busy. Ramla Bay in Gozo is the busiest beach. Um it's the biggest and, and widest, sandiest beach. And so obviously everyone goes there. The buses are always packed in the summer. What else could I think of that's would in Gozo? I went
0: I went to Medina.
1: Yes, that's uh, that's in Malta. That used to be the old capital of Malta, oh. um before Valletta. It's called the silent city, but it's not really silent, but it is very quiet. Yeah, it's um, beautiful. Cars aren't supposed to be allowed, but there are certain cars that are allowed. But in general, you can't just drive in there. And that, that's very historical as well. Loads of restaurants and cafes, because it's this sitting outdoors, mm-hmm. cafe culture. And lots of little winding alleys where you can quite easily get lost. The same in Victoria in Gozo as well, and you we have that. Okay. Lots of little winding alleyways. Valletta's different and there aren't so many winding alleyways in Valletta because it's, uh, it was constructed on a grid system so there's sort of a lot of vertical roads. so you never really can get lost in Valletta not so, not like you can in Victoria. <laughs> That's
0: good. Are there any hidden gems in the country that you think people should definitely see?
1: Yeah I don't know hidden gems is a bit weird thing to say
0: but mm.
1: they're, they're quite well publicised but bear in mind there's a lot of churches um, it's a, it's a Catholic country. It used to be 98% Catholic and they all follow the religion go to church and they enjoy the, the feasts. Um, so there's the main cathedral in Gozo. But I would recommend above that in Gozo, there's a, a village called Shokia. I think of that one. Yeah. Um, and there's a big domed cafe, uh, church in there. It's supposed to be the third biggest unsupported dome in the world, I think. Wow. It's, it's a contested third place, but it's well worth a visit. It's, it's a great, it's only cost about three euros to go up there, so it's well, if you get to there, go and go up, um, because you've got views all around. see the sea and you can see everything. And it's, just, it's just really interesting. What other hidden gems? Um, the, the beaches, the quieter beaches, if you can access them, um, some of them you can just drive to, but others of them you can only go by foot there's a beach called San Blas. You have to go down a very, very steep hill. Consequently, you have to come up a very steep hill on the way back. But it's a quieter beach because of it. There's another beach called Amjar Ishini, which was the beach used when Angelina Jolie and another male oh. co-star filmed something by the sea or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that was, cool. that was filmed there. But that's not frequented so much by tourists because they find it difficult to get down there that's another steep hill um, and you can drive down there but there's very very limited parking and there's a way to get there walking down the country lanes and across the hills and down some steps built into the rock so that's a, a, a secret way to get there but consequently it's quieter and it's a small bay and it's just really nice for swimming. Fantastic. Um, Malta's film industry and attracting overseas film filming is very, very big. But more recently, Game of Thrones the first season of Game of Thrones uh, where Daenerys gets married to the Doth- Dothraki in Djuera in Gozo with the backdrop of what used to be the Azure Window, a big sort of rock
0: oh, archway. Yeah. It's good, and so if you watch the wedding,
1: you can see the archway in the background, which has now Crashed into the sea. I oh know that's such that's a happened, shame. Yeah, that happened three years ago.
0: I'm really glad that yeah. I was there before and I saw it.
1: Yeah, cause, I mean, but the, the area still, um, the area of Dwaira, is still really well worth a visit. And also in that area is what's called the Inland Sea, a watery tunnel that leads out to the main ocean, and you can take a boat ride in and out this tunnel.
0: Ah. And how were you perceived there when you travelled there solo? Did you find the locals quite friendly?
1: Yeah, the locals are very friendly. Yeah, they can be quite abrupt sometimes. For instance, if you go into a shop instead of saying "Hi, can I help you?", they'll just go "Yes." I've been told that it's because they're they're thinking in Maltese, they're translating to English, and that's how it comes out. Yeah, um, comes out quite direct. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen everywhere, and in Malta, not quite so much because they seem to have sorted out their customer service. <laughs> um, but yeah but but apart from that yes they're very very
0: friendly malta's a really good place to visit any time of year isn't it because there's so many different museums and unesco ruins as well and they're also very cultural aren't they so they have quite a lot of cultural festivals in the different i don't know if they're called boroughs or in the little different towns each one has
1: Uh, yeah just the towns and villages they 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 celebrate um they have the Festa of their saints that belongs to the church they have a special date for this festa. not only that they have all sorts of other activities you know like the honey and bee festival for instance you know those types of things they have lots of crafts people there and i used to go to this craft fair and sell stuff there but there's lots and lots of other craft fairs all over malta and gozo Um, they have themed weeks like valentine's week and easter week um there's a place in the middle of Uh, Victoria in Gozo called Villa Rundle it's just like a a park a very well-kept park that lots of people go to and they sometimes have music events on there you know they have stalls sometimes selling food or whatever it's just a really nice place to go to.
0: Fantastic if you only had two weeks to see Malta and Gozo what would your perfect itinerary be?
1: Okay the things I've mentioned um, the Citadel I've mentioned Dwayra I would go to as many small villages as possible because they've all got their own little character. Uh, the domed mm-hmm. church, I would definitely try and do that. Um, also, there's another domed church in Malta called Mosta. Mosta Dome, that's worth a visit. Of course, Valletta. You can't go to Malta and not go to Valletta. It's um, beautiful at night there as well, isn't it? Brilliant city. It's a really, really good city. And plus, also from Valletta, you can go on a ferry. One way you can go to Sliema, which is very, very built up. But it's got loads of shopping there. So, you know, all the designer labels and everything is in Selima. Or you can get a ferry the other way and go to the three cities. It's more um, traditional over there. You can just go around the winding lanes and just have a bit of an explore. Uh, and there's all forts and all over the place around that area. Dean, look that we said before, the old capital. I try to go to a place called Marsa Schlock. It's an old fishing village. It's got a busy market, I think, on Sundays. Um, it can be very, very crowded. However, it's still worth going. I wouldn't drive there. It's ridiculous to try and drive there. Okay. i would get a bus there. The the harbour there has got the old-style uh, Maltese fishing boats. Lots and lots of them. Mm. Uh, it's very photogenic, Instagrammable, as they say now. Um, so for that, it's well worth a visit. There's loads of restaurants, and it, it's just... It's worth an afternoon there, probably, I would say.
0: And you mentioned before about taking the bus. Is that the easiest way to get around?
1: Yeah, it's quite easy to hire a car. I mean, I haven't actually driven over there. But yeah, there's there's a lot of buses. Uh, they all seem to, in, on Malta itself, they start from Valletta, the majority of them. There's a massive bus terminus in Valletta. Uh, and they go all out of the island. They In, in Malta, they can get, quite crowded in the busier areas. So quite often you can be waiting for a bus and one sails past, pull up and then you have to wait for another one. In Gozo, there's a good bus system there as well. They all start from Victoria and they go out to the villages and then back again. Uh, Each bus runs every hour. Okay. And they're not so crowded, only the ones to Ramla Bay in the summer.
0: And the ferries, are they quite regular? Do they run year-round from Malta to go? Yes, they
1: do. Uh, They run every 45 minutes, um, and at night they run every hour and a half, I think, and then in the middle of the night maybe every three hours, but um, in the day they're regular, very regular. Literally it takes 25 minutes across. You can go as a foot passenger, you can take a bike, or you can go by car, whatever. If you go from Malta to Gozo, it's free. You don't have to pay. But when you come back, that's when you have to pay. So when you go into the ferry terminal in Gozo, you go to the ticket place and you get a ticket. Um, the last time I knew about it, it was €4.65, and that gets you back to Malta.
0: That's pretty reasonable, though, isn't it, if you think you're paying for yeah. two journeys for that that price? Yeah, it's a good price, yeah. It is really pretty when you leave Malta and you arrive in, in Gozo for the first time. Yes, it definitely is. Yeah. What would you say there is to do in the evenings? Because when you went there solo, what, what did you find yourself doing at night? Uh,
1: well, there's loads and loads of restaurants, cafes. Um, so if you don't mind eating alone, which I actually didn't in, in Gozo, it was fine. The other stuff I've been to solo, I've kind of avoided eating alone in the evening. Mm. Uh, but in Gozo, it feels okay. A lot of outside stuff you can just eat outside, you know, in, in the evening go in the summer. There's squares, there's um, a popular square in Victoria called St George's Square, must be about eight cafes and restaurants just in that square with tables outside, so you can just sit there. There's a lot of music going on, there's open air gigs in Amjar, which is where the harbour is, or lots and lots of in Victoria, sometimes even in the, the other villages there's gigs and little mini festivals. There's lots and lots of, loads of bands, uh, and there's loads of marching bands as well. These bands turn up for the festas as well. So in festa season, there's a festa or something going on with a festa nearly every week. So it lasts a week for each village, and they have just lots of stuff going on in the evening. Stalls, music, bands, religious things as well fireworks, the, the Maltese are very, very big on fireworks. Any excuse and they'll they'll mm-hmm. set a few fireworks mm-hmm. off which is really nice. There's never a shortage of stuff to do. Oh there's a cinema there as well. There's a few cinemas on Malta but even gozo there's a cinema in Victoria. I would recommend this Citadel, this Citadel Cinema it's called right by the Citadel. And it has the most brilliant sound ever. So if you're there and there's a film on, go and see it.
0: Okay. Because it's
1: fantastic sound.
0: Great tips for things to do in the evening. Um, what what would you avoid in the country?
1: Okay, I would try to avoid getting on a bus in Malta when it's busy. Okay. Um, it's just very, very, very crowded. And like I've said before, there's a chance that the bus will just drive straight past you anyway. So if you can time your travel to not include that, that would be good. Also, personally, I would avoid... Um, there's some place, There's a place called Saint Julian's, and there's another place next to it called Patcherville. That seems to attract young people getting drunk, which is not my scene at all. There's lots of clubs, and you know, I mean, if it's your scene, then go.
0: Yeah. But
1: for me, I would avoid that.
0: It's quite a safe country, isn't it?
1: Yes. Um, there have been a few reports in areas like Saint Julian's and even Bujiba, which is another sort of touristy area in Malta. Uh, There has been a few sort of handbag snatchings um, and I think there's been a couple of fights in St Julian's and a few stabbings. um, But you're right, you don't hear of of much crime in general.
0: So just Um, be... The
1: rest of the island, I've not heard of hardly anything.
0: So just be a little bit smart if you are a party solo and you're going out for the night. It's the same in
1: in anywhere where you go, really. Just sort of watch out for yourself if you're in a busy area with people who are drinking you know it's just yeah just it's nothing unusual to Malta I think it happens in a lot of places
0: yeah that's true so what would you say to someone who wants to go to Malta or goes alone for the first time and is feeling a little bit unsure about
1: it I would say please don't feel unsure I mean it it is a bit scary traveling alone but Malta's one of the friendliest places to do that it's easy to get to there's transport links are brilliant very cheap transport in the summer it's only two euros per journey Uh, and you can use the ticket within two hours to go on an ongoing journey as well in the winter season it's only 150 Um, so it's very cheap there are taxis if you need them there's uh, bolt and e-cabs some of the most popular taxis and just private taxis as well with google maps you just won't get lost Um, everybody's very friendly if you stop someone and ask them They will automatically switch from speaking in Maltese to speaking English for you just at the drop of a hat. They they don't mind. Um, They're really very helpful. And Gozo, although it's quieter and, you know, not so touristy, um, it it is a, a great place to go. If you want a bit of peace and quiet, that's definitely the place to go. But yeah, there's there's loads of English people living there, and they're just really friendly. It's
0: nice actually, isn't it, because you can kind of have two holidays in one, so you can spend a bit of time in Malta, and then towards the end of, of your trip, spend a little bit of time oh, in yeah, Gozo yeah. as well.
1: Definitely, yeah. And you're right, it is, I mean, you can have a few days in a hotel, lazing around by the pool, and then another few days doing historical sightseeing type stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is a multi, multi-faceted holiday. A
0: lot to so offer. I mean. If you only had three words, how would you describe Malta and Gozo?
1: Three words is not enough, I don't think, but Mm -hmm. I'll give it a go.
0: Or you can do them separate if you like.
1: Oh, right. Hot. Beware. It is very hot in summer. Do not go on a long walk in the summer because you will boil. It's friendly. And this is not quite a word. It's three words. It's culturally and historically amazing.
0: I'll let you have that one. (laughs) <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> fantastic and just before we just start wrapping up is there anything else that you'd like to add that we haven't covered I'll definitely go there again fantastic thank you so much for joining me today thee and for transporting us to malta and i hope that you get to go back to malta and gozo in the near future
1: yeah thank you i'm sure i will thank you
0: And you can discover how to travel solo to Malta with our solo travel in Malta guide on the Girl About The Globe website. See you soon for another edition of the Girl About The Globe podcast. Thanks for listening to our Girl About The Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlabouttheglobe.com and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.